Yes lads, what is going on and welcome to the ninth episode of season 2 of the Little Running Irishman podcast. Nine episodes into season 2 already, nearly at um, another milestone maybe you could say of, of 10 episodes into the second season. Take it or leave it. But yeah, um, I'm really looking forward to this episode because once again we don't have a guest on the podcast we are going through maybe um, a little bit of, of a drought, you could say, with the guests. But that is not necessarily a bad thing because this is letting me do the things that I wanted to do while when, when I first started thinking about doing a podcast. So I wanted to do loads on like my favourite athletes, things that were happening currently in the running world. Um, and also some running events and, as I said, things that are going on in the running world. So... Yes, maybe people might prefer the episodes with the, uh, of the podcast with the guests on, but I do think it is good to, to have these one one episodes as well, where it's just me, these few episodes where it's just me, and really, I just talk about what what I like uh, basically in running, and obviously I love having the guests on as well, but when I was first starting uh, to do a podcast and starting to think about doing a podcast anyway, I was... Um, uh, I was yeah, I was I was more thinking about the ideas of really, uh, of really having me talking. Obviously, having the guests on is is crazy, and I never really thought of it. But when I was just starting, I just wanted to me talking about things in the run world, things that I liked uh, about running as well, and my favorite athletes. And that's exactly another episode that we're doing today. So obviously, last Thursday's episode of the podcast was about Joshua Cheptegui. Um, when he went about the 5k world record and a bit, a bit of a background about him. This week's episode is is pretty much the same, but it is Mo Farah we are going to be talking about. The greatest British um, distance runner of all time. Not that there's many for him to compete against. No offence to the Brits out there. Um, but yeah, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to talking about Mo Farah in this episode of the podcast. Just before we do so, I just want to talk a little bit about the US Army Fitness Challenge that uh, that just went out on Tuesday, I think it was. Yeah, that went out on Tuesday. You guys seem to really, really like the episode. It's actually doing quite well and it's um, it, the views are still going up right now. I'm happy you guys enjoyed it because I definitely enjoyed making it. And second challenge actually on the video, or on the channel, sorry. And yeah, you guys definitely enjoyed enjoyed that and I definitely did uh, too so definitely more videos like that to come in the future but moving on from from basically all that stuff let's let's dive into to to Mo Farah oh obviously if you do running or not you've obviously heard of the great Mo Farah obviously there is um quite a lot of controversy around which we may or we may not get into in this episode I'm not too sure yet and the main reason I wanted to do this kind of the same way with Joshua Cheptegei even though Joshua Cheptegei is my favorite runner the main main reason about that episode of the podcast was the new 5k world record and that's pretty much what i want this episode with, with mo farah to be is about his new hour run world record that he set a few days ago now a week ago now maybe i'm not too too sure and um, he set that in monaco i think it was i'm pretty sure that was in monaco and um, i'll have it here anyway um but yeah that's the that's the main main reason i wanted to to talk about mo farah so if if we don't need to get into that um controversial stuff and um, we we won't 
but if it comes up anyway and um, we will and it wasn't in monaco obviously sorry it was in it was in um, brussels um, I thought that just came back to me there. I don't know uh, why I told him in Monaco. The Joshua Cheptico 5K in Monaco was was coming back to me there. So yeah, um, just we all know Mo Farah, as I was saying. Um, he he's as I said, probably Britain's greatest um, long distance runner of all time. He's he's done many great things. Obviously, that we'll talk about the double quadruple, um, or is it the quadruple double? Oh, I'm not too sure. It's either the double quadruple or the quadruple double. I don't think it matters what way you put it. Um, but yeah, I'll talk about that now in a moment. If you guys don't know what that means, you probably do if you're listening to a running podcast. Um, but yeah, before I get into talking about Mo Farah's one-hour run record, I just want to talk a, a bit of a back, bit you know, behind the scenes of Mo Farah, a bit of a backstory about Mo Farah. So, um, Mohammed. Mukhtar Jama Farah was born on the 23rd of March uh, in 1983. So that now makes Mo Farah 37. Um, they do say you're mid to early to mid 30s is when you when you're in your prime of running. So Mo Farah, even though he just set a new world record and he's still in crazy fitness, he is coming to the end of his career. And everyone, no one thought he'd be making a comeback to the track. But he did, and um, yeah, we'll we'll just have to wait and see how long it takes for him to, and for his legs, obviously, to to give up. And um, he was he was born in Somalia, so uh, as you probably know, he's not originally originally from from England, of course. And um, yeah, he he moved over to he moved to England in 2014, and um, Mo also has a twin brother. And uh, he has t- he has a twin brother, and they um, they spent most of their early life as a refugee. Uh, yeah, he didn't have it easy. He did not have it easy. Um, as as a young lad, you know, he um, as I said, he wasn't he wasn't born in England. He hasn't lived there all his life. And when when he moved over to England, he um, he hadn't any English at all. So. So yeah, he didn't have it easy growing up or, or when he was coming over to England and when he when he came to England and he um he went to school it was his PE teacher actually that that um that noticed his talent for running and he attended Osworth and Sion School and Feltham Community College. Um, as I said, is I'm not too sure actually about them skills. Obviously, they're right, but I'm not sure uh, any any information about them. If you go to them skills, definitely leave it down in the comment section below. There's a high chance no one listens to this does, but if you do, that would actually be quite cool. Yeah, his athletic talent was first uh, identified by his PE teacher, Alan Wat- Watkinson. So you can thank him for all the amazing races that Mo Farah has given us. Um, he, Mo Farah actually... The, his first ambitions were to become a car mechanic uh, and also play as a right winger for Arsenal. So, he, if you follow him on Instagram, you will know that he's a huge, huge, huge Arsenal fan. And um, I don't know how I feel about that, but you know we'll, we'll we'll carry on anyway. And yeah, I don't think in his early life he would have um, he he would have really been thinking about becoming a professional runner. But you never know. And um, he, he later on, uh, on, when his teacher found out he had a talent for running, he joined Borough of Hounslow Athletics Club in West London. Um, in 2003, on a trip to Somalia, Farah chewed the local con- uh, traditional stimulant cat, which was sub- uh, subsequent- subsequently, uh, sub- 
which was subsequently banned by the World Anti-Doping Agency. And Mofar, five months later, in 2014, um, he he got a, he got a lot of fine, basically, but he was banned. Um, for for uh, not too sure he was he's banned for maybe five months I'm pretty sure so yeah that was one bit of controversy around Mo Farah but you know what believe what you want he he did have the talent early on in his later career when he when he was on the the, the Mundane team and all that I'm gonna I'm gonna mention it here now so I don't forget you guys basically the the controversy behind Mo Farah was that he he had asthma right uh, he didn't have well we don't know I don't know where he was diagnosed with asthma and basically for someone that is a, a, a an asthmatic basically what what taking an inhaler does is basically I j- would have a smaller lung capacity than someone else who is non-asthmatic so basically they would have maybe just say in, in 95% lung capacity so some people that are at the top of their fitness and health might have 100% but just say roughly someone has a 95% lung capacity and I would maybe just say have a 80 to 85% lung capacity when I take my inhaler then my lung capacity resets back to normal and and yeah then everybody is at the is relatively at the same level but Mo Farah this was this was what was this is what everyone was saying that he didn't have asthma and that he took the inhaler and he had maybe a hundred and ten percent lung capacity um which was which is quite insane and yeah it, it was never actually proven and Mo Farah if you follow him on Instagram it takes drug tests all the time and uh, and yeah he it was never proven and person maybe i'm a bit biased i don't want to think that it was true just because how how much i admire him as a runner and um, but if it is true you know I, I don't like a cheater especially in running and um, but i just hope it is not true and then um, yeah if i've missed out anything there leave it down in the comment section below because it is quite a controversial topic and um, far as junior uh, his junior career far represented hounslow his um his running team uh, in, in, across country in, in london youth games in 1996 at the age of 13 he entered the english schools cross country and finished ninth so he did have quite good talent early on this was this was only a few, not like barely any time into his running career, and finished ninth in the um, London Youth Games is definitely nothing to be shy about. And um, the following year, he won the first of five English school titles, recognising his talent athletics. F- f- oh, athletics philanthropist Eddie Kulkundis and um, paid legal fees to complete Farah's nutrition uh, as British citizen. Uh, neutralization as British citizen and um, allowing Malfire to travel to compete without visa issues. So he was then classified as a British citizen and was able to travel for Britain um, with no visa issues. His first major title was in uh, was in the 5,000 meters in the European Athletics Junior Championships in 2001. Obviously, we all know Malfire for the cross country 5k and 10k on the track. The same year he began his training in St. Mary's University, Twickenham, and that year Farah became one of the first two athletes to newly formed Endurance um, Performance Centre at St. Mary's. He lived and trained at college and took some modules in, uh, in access to, to access basically the, the track before becoming a full-time athlete 
as his career progressed. That is just a little background about Mo Farah before we jump into the big stuff. I am, I know uh, over the past few um, episodes of the podcast where I'm talking about an athlete and there's big names that come up, I'm really terrible at pronouncing names, so sorry about that, everybody. So, obviously, we know Mo Farah, he's a Great Britain athlete, he's a Great Britain track and field athlete, he, he runs in the 10,000 metres, the 5,000 metres. Uh, it says here the 1500 metres, the half marathon and marathon. We know the half marathon and marathon are correct. Uh, 1500 metres, take it or leave it, take it with a pinch of salt, maybe. Achievement and titles in the world finals in 2007 in Osaka. Mo Farah finished 6th in the 5000 metres. In 2009 in Berlin in the 5000 metres, he finished 7th. In 2011 in Daegu, he finished 10th. In the 10,000 meters, sorry, he finished second with silver. And in the same competition in the 5,000 meters, he finished first with gold in 2011 in Daegu. In 2015 in Belgium, Mo Farah finished first in the 10,000 meters and in the 5,000 meters. So pretty early on, Mo Farah was used to them double victories um, and yet definitely carried on into the later ends of his career. In 2017 in London, he finished first in the 10,000 metres and second in the 5,000 metres. They were all his world championship um, appearances and, uh, and placings in the Olympics. Mo Farah in, 20, in 2008 in the 5,000 metres in Be- Beijing. In his first ever Olympics, he finished 17th. In the 2012 London Olympics, he finished first in the in the 10,000 meters and fi- uh, in the 5,000 meters he finished first as well. And in Rio 2016, he finished first in the 10,000 meters and first in the 5,000 meters. That's what I mean by the. Is it the double quadruple? So we've done the double in in uh, London and the double in Rio over four events. So double quadruple, yeah, or the quadruple double. I think you can say it anyway. I'm not too sure about that. Um, but yeah, they're all his Olympic appearances and medals. Uh, he yeah, he has four Olympic medals. That is definitely not something to shy away from, and they are all gold. So yeah, top top athlete. I would take that resume any day of the week. His a uh, few uh, Mo Farah's personal bests since the um. The uh, one hour run, Mo Farah has never had a world record except here in the two mile in Birmingham. It says here he has the two mile world record um, in the indoors. I think that's true. I think it has been broken since in the indoors. Um, But yeah, we'll get down to that. In the outdoor, in the 800 is PB is a 1 minute 48 seconds, 24 milliseconds. He set that back in Lugano in 28, in 2008. His 1500 meters is a 3 minutes 28.81. He set that in Monaco in 2013. I know we know Mo Farah for the long distance stuff, but as we know as well, his speed and his final kick is absolutely out of this world. These these times reflecting in the middle distance stuff are nothing to be shocked about. His mile is a 3.56.49. He set that back in London in 2005. I'd say if he used to run that again, he would smash that out of the park. His 3,000 metres, which is a national record, is a 7 minutes, 32 seconds, 62 milliseconds. He set that in his hometown in Birmingham in 2016. 
his outdoor two mile is in eight minutes seven seconds uh, he said that your he set that as a european record uh, in birmingham in 2014 his 5,000 meters PB um, is at 12 minutes, 53 seconds and 11 milliseconds. That is a national record and he set that in Monaco in 2011. His 10,000 meters PB is at 26 minutes, 46 uh, seconds, 57 milliseconds. That is also a European record and he set that in Eugene in 2011. His 20,000 meter um, PB is at 56 uh, minute 20 second and uh, 30 milliseconds uh, that he said that in brussels of this year uh, he said that this year like just the other day with the one hour um with the new one hour run record obviously he done over 1000 meters and um obviously yeah as he said done over 1000 meters uh it's not 1000 meters he done over 20,000 meters and um obviously was able to set a new a new personal best in the in over the 20,000 um, distance on 4th of September 2020, Farah set a new men's all-time record for the one-hour run at the 2020 Diamond League meeting in Brussels, Belgium, covering 21,330 meters. That is equivalent to 13.25 miles, breaking Halle Gabriel Celeste's record of 21,285 meters. Um, he set that in Ostrava, Czech Republic, on the 27th of June. 20 uh, 2007 so that is a 13 um year old record which is quite a long-standing record and um yeah that is that is one of mo farah's uh world records he, he has also has the it says here the two mile world record in the indoors and um, so yeah but that isn't an event that's run quite often so this is put down as mo farah's one and only world record out of all the medals he's gathered this is pretty much the only world record he has ever had he said that obviously in brussels in 2020 his indoor pbs is 3000 meters is a seven minutes 34 seconds 47 milliseconds that is a national record set that in birmingham back in 2009 two mile um world record of a eight minutes three seconds 40 milliseconds set that in Birmingham of 2015 and obviously that is a national record also and his indoor 5k record of a 13 minutes 9 seconds 16 milliseconds is a European record and he set that in Birmingham in 2017 so he, he sets a lot of records in Birmingham I'll tell you that much his records on the road for the 10k is a 27 minutes 44 milliseconds that is also a national record and he set that in the london marathon in 2010 or not in the london marathon in the in the in, in the london run basically in the great north run that is where he set that um he set that national record as half marathon and um, pb and also european record of a time of 59 minutes z uh, seven seconds he said that in South Shields in 2019, so that was only last year, obviously. I'll talk a little bit about more now, but Mo Farah transitioned from the track to the marathon. And his marathon PB, which is also a European record of 2 minutes, 5 seconds, 11 milliseconds. He said that in Chicago in 2018. Once again, a magnificent uh, resume for PBs there for Mo Farah. A lot of national records and a lot of European records and world record in there as well. So yeah, it is great to see that for such a top athlete. As I said, Mo Farah back in, what was it, 20, 2018 made his transition over to the marathon. And um, 
not to say that he didn't have a great, great, great uh, performance. He he done he done bits and bobs here, you know. He um, as I said, he has a marathon PB of of um, two hours five minutes eleven seconds. He set that in the in the Chicago Marathon, um, where he finished. Fifth, I'm pretty sure fifth or seventh, um, uh, of twenty of twenty eighteen, which is not a PB to shy away from. But he does have the speed of a track athlete, and I feel like that is why he came back to end his career on the track. Maybe this will be his last Olympics in two thousand and one. That's a problem with the Olympics being postponed. Athletes like Mo Farah, um not getting the chance to maybe perform at their at their absolute prime and at their absolute fittest maybe it is Mo Farah we probably will get still an outstanding performance out of him um but yeah you just you just don't know a little bit about the one hour run as I said he in that one hour run he set a new national record of 50 of 56 minutes 20 seconds 30 milliseconds it, it, that's a that's how long it took him to run 20 kilometers he set a new world record of 21,330 meters, and um, which I said was was previously held by Hisham El Grouge, who was also a world class athlete. And um, yeah, Mo Farah, it was it, quite a, a tactical race by him once again. He 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 once again went back to middle to the back of the pack. Um, he he was nice and comfortable. He was average. They were averaging sixty-seven seconds per lap, which is quite fast. Obviously, to set a world record, you need to be going at um at some at some speed. And sixty-seven seconds per lap um is obviously is is obviously no um is it, no pace to be to be frowned upon. And uh, yeah, it was a great great performance by by Mo Farry. He um. It was quite tactical. Obviously, the the gun went at the at the final minute, and his absolutely devastating his devastating kick um, came into play to to shrug off his teammate Bashir Abdi, and um, yeah, he he had the race of his life. Yeah, Mofar wasn't able to to shrug him off at all until the until he he used his devastating kick at the end of the race there to to, to shrug him off. Bashir Abdi also broke the uh, the the one hour run um, world record also only only a couple seconds behind Mo Farah and yeah it was also an amazing amazing performance from him. A few things about the run there obviously was the the, the virtual pacer basically. Uh, that that we could see on their screen when we were watching the race that that indicated if they were above, ahead or or behind the um the the uh, the, the pace uh, Hijam El Garouge's uh, world record pace. He, yeah, but once again, going back to um, Bashir Abdi, he had an amazing, amazing race. He Mo Farah was the pre-race favorite, obviously, and. Um, but Bashir is also a top class athlete um, who before the race stated that Mo Farah would win it and would beat him but he didn't let him go away easy but as I said Mo Farah's kick at the end just is unstoppable um, also uh, they they were out on their own for, for most of the race it was predicted that Mo Farah would be pretty much on his own for, for three quarters of the race anyway straight away the, the, the the race are stringing out even though it was an hour run and maybe some of the athletes were being more conservative it starts stringing out um, it basically instantly uh, and yeah so 
uh, a few things, a, a, a little bit more about Mo Farah. We all know the famous Mo, but uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, basically where Mo Farah is, is, is going like that, basically making the M over his head um, for a Mo, but he, he just, he, that, just things like that just make him uh, different from the rest and yeah he's just he's just a great 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 athlete and i i, met, I answered this question basically in uh, a previous episode of the podcast how do i think my is gonna do in the olympics in t- tokyo 2001 in the 10k i think he will definitely be in contestant for the medals he um he's just He's just an outstanding uh, racer on the track and off the track as well. Obviously, he moved over to to the marathon and he he did end up winning the Chicago Marathon in 2018 and um, setting a new European record of 2 minutes, 5 seconds, 11 milliseconds. He is quite a versatile runner, as I've mentioned numerous times, his kick. And um, as well at the end of the race are just devastating. So he's a versatile runner. He is getting older for, for the average athlete. But I think he's definitely in contestant for the medal with the background and experience behind him. And just after coming off a, a world record, if he stays in tip-top shape, I think Mo Farah will will be definitely in contestant um, for for a for for a medal in the in the Olympics. I'd like to see him in with a medal. I think it would be his um his last race. Maybe maybe not. I hope it's not, but but obviously it is. Obviously he can stay in tip top shape with his amazing Mudane team. Um, it's basically a team that he he joined with with one of his uh, teammates back in back in 2014. I'm pretty sure it was, and um, he yeah he's if you follow him on Instagram, which I said many times, he um, he's always training and he's putting the work in. Basically with the team, he's he's um, he just wakes up. Trains, you know, chills with his mates. Bed, get up, train, chill. Bed, train, chill. It's all about training, recovery, the hard work, the intensity, the also the um the altitude there there at in Kenya. Obviously, he spends a lot of time away from his family. He is very committed to the sport and all the cheating that was put against Mo Farah aside, he does put the work in as well. At the end of the day, with his Mudane team. Uh, which is also full of amazing athletes. Obviously, Bashir Abdi, his teammate, that um, put, him, put him under a bit of pressure over the one-hour run, is on that team as well, is on the Mudane team. So, many great prospects to come from that team. Um, just a little bit about Mo Farah once again before we end up the podcast. He's 1.75 metres tall with 5 foot 9 inches. Once again, not the tallest athlete. And um, he weighs 9 stone 6 pounds, which is 60 kg. And obviously, for being a long-distance runner, he's not the heaviest either. Big things to come, hopefully, from uh, Mo Farah in the 2021 Olympics, if he gets there fit and healthy. Please, God, he does. If he's racing Joshua Cheptegei, I'm going to say it now, I will be up for Joshua Cheptegei. Um, but, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be an amazing race nonetheless. Hope you guys did enjoy this episode of the podcast. Maybe it's a little bit more of a scattered one talking about Mo Farah and the one-hour run. Obviously, if you guys want to see me do a commentating over a broken-down version of the one-hour run, make sure to leave it down in the comment section below because I would be more than happy to do that. Also, if you'd like to see that, make sure to smash smash the like button. And also, if you enjoyed this video, while you're down there, don't forget to subscribe, turn the notification bell on. And if you listen to the podcast, make sure to head over to the Little Runner and Irishman, the official Instagram. Give me 
a follow on over there to be to be kept up to date when the podcast goes live hope you guys enjoyed this maybe a weird episode of the podcast but nonetheless an enjoyable one and um, hope you guys enjoyed and i'll see you all next time bye